Welcome to the Pokemon Raceway Podcast, Season 2, Episode 2. That was Porter and Sales, Buckled Up and Drive. Local sensations here out of Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania. Good friends of ours here at the track. So we changed things up. We don't have Kevin, Kevin and JJ, or as Rutledge called them, K3. Uh, we have uh, uh, Patty Welsh. And Patty is, is it Walsh or Welsh? Welsh. Welsh. Okay, I got it right. Good. I was about to say, I, I can't believe I just thought that it was different. Um, but Patty is our vice president of credentials and has been at the track since 1994. Okay. So a long time. Long time. Long time. Veteran. Veteran. <laughs> and then we have Chrissy. I'm going to botch your last name. Should I just say it? No, hold on. It's going to be, <laughs> is it Wallops? No. Okay. Wallows. Wallows. See, yeah. this is this is why we do things on the podcast. We're not even going to restart. We're just going to keep going. <laughs> so good. Chrissy is our intern. She's from East Stroudsburg University. She's a senior this year. Mm-hmm. She's working with us for the winter and spring semester and has graciously agreed to stick with us for the summer. So Yay. excited about that. So uh, this week's episode is a little different. And the reason why we have these wonderful women on our podcast is because we're going to talk all things women in motorsports. Our guest... Uh, Later on is going to be Jamie um, uh, Jamie Little from Fox Sports. Jamie's obviously a, a as long as I can remember a veteran that I've seen on television when Speed Channel, ESPN. Um, you know, she started back in the day with all the motocross um, and X Games, and has moved her way to now be a Fox pit reporter, um, as well as a great interviewer and a great analyst for Fox Sports in the world of NASCAR. So. Um, We'll get started and, and kind of get to know everybody a little bit more. So, Patty, tell us a bit. Since 1994, what has your roles included besides now the vice president of credentials? Well, let's see. Um, started here part-time in 94, and six months later went full-time as the assistant to the VPA admin, which was Bob Plevin at the time, uh, communications, and in that role did uh, – Everything pretty much that Chrissy will be doing and uh, Denise does. It's um, Make-A-Wish tours, working the media center, doing the garage tours, credentials, everything with the, that has to do with media or admin. And uh, that was really fun to start off in that role here. It was exciting. And uh, then moved into credential manager. And um, after that, was promoted to VP. And just been doing my thing ever <laughs> since. <laughs> Fun ride. I was kid between you and Tammy are my my at track moms. They keep me in line, Chrissy. So if I ever get out of line, just go to Patty or Tammy and they'll look up straight back out. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, he's my track son. That's right. (laughs) And then for Chrissy, your story is really interesting from the simple fact of before the college tour, Mm -hmm. like motorsports wasn't even a thing to you, even though you're pretty much from twenty five minutes away from the racetrack. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about how you got involved in your passion of motorsports. Um, so as I was thinking about this for the podcast today, I realized that I worked at a sports bar before this. So um, I worked on the Sundays, and I know the cup race is on Sundays. So my duties was to turn on all the TVs to what the um, customers wanted, and it was always NASCAR. So that, that was first. Um, that's what started it. And then 
being at ESU and you guys coming for the Pocono College Tour, it really opened my eyes to what the sport really was and what it entailed and all the facets of it. And then that's what really drew me in. And then obviously you guys are really close to home. So then reached out and here I am. Yeah. So far, a pretty good addition. Would you agree, Patty? I agree. Yeah, she's... Absolutely. Oh, thank you. We bring her in, and JJ, Kevin, and I are like, okay, we gave you a project two hours later. Yeah, no, it's done. And flawless, like (laughs) perfectly done. That's how I do things. Thanks. We appreciate (laughs) that. Um, The next thing we're going to talk about is Universal Women's Week. Um, Obviously, it was International Women's Day last week, Mm -hmm. so we celebrated here at the track with a fantastic idea from Chrissy (laughs) to go around and get all of the wonderful women who work here and kind of make things go at the raceway um, behind the scenes and in front of the scenes as well. So thank you for coming up with that great plan. I thought about it on the way, the drive here. It's like, this has to happen. Yeah, (laughs) it was great. It was fantastic. We were trying to figure out exactly what to do. Um, I think we've taken pictures in the past. We've done a couple things. We've highlighted Doc Rose. Um, but that was a really cool idea. So thank you for that. That was yeah. awesome. Yeah. So uh, International Women's Week, um, definitely as it relates to our industry, there have been so many fantastic women in the sport, whether it is on the motorsports, uh, uh, the uh, the driving side, mm-hmm. the ownership side, um, as it relates to media members, as it relates to pit reporters, as it relates to PR reps. Um, I've had the privilege of traveling and, and being part of this crazy circus before to see how many women actually are in this sport. And I don't think it gets highlighted enough. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to bring you in and, of course, Jamie in to kind of talk about that a little bit more and talk about your influences. So uh, we'll, we'll kick it off with Patty and um, definitely some of your influences. And, of course, definitely highlight someone that you know. Um, Chris, I don't know if you've met Doc Rose yet. I have not. So hopefully when she comes around here, she normally pops in here in the spring mm-hmm. um, and then is here, obviously, throughout the summer. So we'll definitely have to get you introduced to Doc Rose. She's Absolutely. a hoot. She's awesome. Uh um, she always jokes to uh, Nick and and um, Ben all the time because when you come into the track, it says, welcome to Doc's place. Mm-hmm. She's like, you know, I built this place too. <laughs> so <laughs> we might make it Doc's with the apostrophe after the S because it's two Doc's instead of one. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about your relationship with Dr. Rose and then, of course, your influences, motorsports, Patty. Oh, Dr. Rose, well, uh, as everyone knows or should know, she and Doc, Matty Early, are the founders of Pocono Raceway and did build this place. Right from the beginning, and in this sport, she's iconic. Dr. Rose is a superstar, and um, I've been working with her for almost 25 years now. She, a little bit about Dr. Rose, to give you a little bit on her background, she graduated number one from Temple University School of Podiatry. Uh, She was first in her class, and when she graduated, she had a one-year-old son, a uh, daughter, Louie, at Louis, home, yep. and she was expecting Joe <laughs> when she graduated, number one Which in is class. crazy to think I about. Mean, it's an unbelievable. That, that's just so cool, you yeah. know. So right from there, you know, this, this woman is going to do nothing but succeed and mm-hmm. set the world on fire, and she certainly did. Uh, in 1978, she opened the first ladies' lounge here at the Raceway. Back in the day, at that time, women weren't allowed in the garage, uh, weren't permitted. So they really had nowhere to go. They'd basically sit in their cars while they were here. And Dr. Rose was... And no one had motorhomes. None of the driver's wives not, had, or girlfriends had motorhomes. not <laughs> motorhomes. No, no. A- in my time, I remember when there were not motorhomes. <laughs> you know, they and now you handle motorhome <laughs> requests, so they're very much alive in this oh yeah, industry abso- now. <laughs> absolutely. So 
Dr. Rose decided she was going to do something about that, and she um, opened the first ladies' lounge. So they had somewhere that was to call home while they're here and sit. She also um, started the very first crew lounge on the circuit and where crews and drivers can go and pop in and, you know, get away from everything. Uh, Actually, for 15 years, she stood out on Long Pond Road in the mornings and greeted drivers and crews as they were coming in and served them coffee and donuts (laughs) herself. So (laughs) she is super hands-on and so well-loved in this Mm -hmm. sport. I mean, people just adore her. And, I mean, you could just – have you ever watched – uh, when driver introductions, when Tony Stewart would come up yeah. on stage, and you know it was just like love all over the place happening. He just adored they used her. to take forever because yeah. Tony would <laughs> so Tony would walk across the stage and stop mm-hmm. and talk to her as if they hadn't seen each other. <laughs> Meanwhile, Tony's talked to her like five times during the race weekend, right. but stopped and talks and it's like, and your ninth place starter <laughs> and this like and the driver would be like should I go on should I not go on what do I do Tony's talking to Doc Rose and he would sit there and just talk to her didn't didn't care about anyone else around him that was his time with Dr. Rose that's right. nice and there's a lot of drivers who still do that so a driver yeah. introduction gets stretched out almost yeah so we get slapped every once in a while to be like you gotta speed things up it's not our fault yeah we're likable people <laughs> absolutely um three years ago uh we the women of the raceway in honor of Dr. Rose, organized a group called Rose Petals. We named it after her. So it's after Dr. Rose, and the petals is actually P-E-D-A-L-S, mm-hmm. which is um, uh, to go with the um, pedal in a car, you know, pedal mm-hmm. to metal. So it's about mm-hmm. women doing good in the community. We do volunteer service, uh, community projects to continue on uh, Dr. Rose's spirit of service in the community. So that's pretty cool, and we enjoy that, and she gets a kick out of it as well. Yeah, I, I love seeing you guys in the community, and it's a lot of fun, and I know there's a lot more projects coming up that there we're going to be talking about very soon, um, including the uh, the Girl Scout Day. So we're just going to tease Ooh. that there a little bit, just yeah. leave it there. Yeah, <laughs> okay. But it's going to be fun. I'm excited about it because we had our meeting last week about with the Girl Scouts, and uh-huh. I think you're going to have a blast, Chrissy, doing it because there's going to be so much stuff you're going to be doing that day. You're going to be busy. Good. Like really busy, yeah, it's gonna be <laughs> but it's going to be a blast. So um, it'll be fun. So from that standpoint, we'll kick it over to Chrissy. So who, now that you've kind of had this new love and passion of motorsports, who have you been kind of following and, and who's been your kind of inspiration on where you want your career path to go? Or even if, if a driver, just someone that's in- inspirational to you. Hmm. I haven't thought about it in uh, motorsports. Or you could do it in general. It's fine. Well, I was talking to, speaking of Louie, I was talking to her yesterday, and she's asking me where I want to go with the, the sport industry, and I'm, I'm still figuring that out. I mean, being a senior in college and still trying to figure out where I want to go, what direction I want to go in, um, but being in the NASCAR industry so far has been great, and I love it. Um, as far as an inspiration... And it could be it just in general. I mean, you know, I know you've had a couple of other great internships as well, so maybe there's an influence there that's kind of pushed your career a little bit. Um, there would be a lot of people to thank. Uh, mainly. All right, your Academy Award speech. Go. Who are you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> Who am Put I you thinking? Um, so all my family members. Thank you. No. <laughs> um, I would want to say just my professors and myself. Really, just putting myself out there and wanting to learn more, um, but also the people who have given me the opportunity and take charge of what I have done. Um, 
I've done a lot with event directing, so meeting people within the community to put on those events um, have led me into a direction of leadership. Um, so speaking of leadership, and I'll tell a quick story, and this is kind of sold Ricky and I and why we hired Chrissy. So as a junior, correct, when you were working at Trackside? Sophomore. Sophomore. She was a sophomore in college. Full-time job. She was a hostess. Just just a host in the restaurant. Just she trying to make some money yep. through college. <laughs> never a server, right? Never, never a busser. Never no. worked on the line. Never in the restaurant industry, period. That was my first time ever. Within how many months? A couple months? Became general manager of the I store? I became um, manager on duty. And then within a couple months of manager on duty, I became the general manager. While you were a full-time student and active in clubs. And I was in six classes. Um, so taking 18 credits. Plus, I was in... See, this is why you're going to talk to a college campus, eventually. <laughs> I hope so. That you are. I hope so. I promise you you are. Okay. Yeah. And I'm, again, going to look at you and be like, man, she's so much better than I am. That's what it's going to come down to. You really are going to do some unbelievable things here, and then when you move on. I think so, too. Cool. I believe it. See? That's why. She's got a swagger to her, too. <laughs> I really like that. I like that swagger she's got. Um so kicking it back to motorsports a little bit. So going into women in the industry, obviously Chrissy again taking the initiative. We put a couple names down, and she went through and gave us some great insight into some people. But the first one I want to talk about, obviously, is Janet Guthrie, and 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 Patty is um, probably prior to you working here was kind of more of an inspirational. But everyone knows in the sport who Janet is. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a great Fox Sports special if you haven't caught it. Mm-hmm. You know. Go on your demand channels and the apps and find it because it was unbelievable to hear her story and hear what she did. Um, first woman to ever qualify really high for the Indy 500, I believe, or qualify for the Indy 500. Um, and then she went and ran the Coke 600 after she did not qualify. So she started this motorsports realm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it's unbelievable to see what she the door she's opened up for people in the sport like Danica Patrick and Jennifer Joe Cobb and moving it, you know, into the, now Natalie Decker mm-hmm. coming up through the ranks. And, of course, someone who's just setting the world on fire is Haley Deegan. Absolutely. Um, Haley's going to – I can't wait. She's running our ARCA race. So, hint oh, there. Oh, really? Yes. Oh. She's running our ARCA race. I believe it's the June race. So, tickets start at $10 and kids are free. Um, <laughs> sorry for the ticket <laughs> plug there. Have to do it. Um, but also Shauna Robinson, Sarah Fisher. I mean, Sarah was an owner. Um, you look at Kelly Earnhardt Miller, and obviously she's co-owner of Junior Motorsports and truly makes that place go round. Um, so, you know, championship winning people mm-hmm. that are, you know, leading the charge in terms of who's out in front of the public. Obviously, there's a lot more people behind the scenes, but um, who in the motorsports world do you guys follow? Obviously, Chris, you probably have a little bit more on the social side, but from Patty's perspective, who, who, who do you think has been a true inspiration that we may have missed or someone on this list that you want to highlight? Well, actually, with uh, getting back to Janet Guthrie, I don't know if you um, are aware, but she was the first woman to compete in the USAC IndyCar race here at Pocono. Wow. Um, I think 1976, Schaefer 500. And um, interestingly enough, I was 16 years old, and I was here. Really? To see it. I was. um, That was not even on the script. (laughs) No, no. I love it when a plane comes together. Honestly, I was. I was a huge IndyCar fan and would come up here with my family uh, for the Schaefer 500s and uh, sit in the top row of the grandstand. That doesn't exist anymore. It's no longer here, but at the time. And uh, 
So at that time, uh, being here, there were women, but not really um, in any position of um, power running things in, in the sport, you know, but Janet uh, changed so much of that, you know, by just, I mean, here was this woman now that's getting in a, an Indy car, mm-hmm. you know, and flying around the track, and it was just absolutely amazing for any little girl that's sitting there and thinking, you know, can I do that? Well, absolutely. So uh, I really do think she was someone who led the way for so many women. Yeah. You know, to this day. I agree. I mean, uh, she she opened doors and broke barriers in our industry that, you know, I think we're getting to a point now, and it's become obviously just the generation we are in, and, and Chris, you're a part of this generation, um, that women empowerment, it's, it's really coming to focus, and you're seeing more women drivers stepping up to the forefront. I mean, there's a lot of young women who are coming up through the ranks and coming up quick. And not coming up because they're able to carry a great sponsor or because they have good mm-hmm. looks. They're coming up because they're talented. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll be really interesting to see them start to battle with the boys a little bit more. Um, you know, and, and and I think, you know, what Janet did was the barrier break, and, I'm sh- and she did have unbelievable runs. I mean, you know, she has a couple top ten finishes, a couple top five finishes in her career. Um, you know, and across the motorsport spectrum, too, that's the other thing that I don't think people realize, and that documentary really highlighted it. She was a sports car, and then she went to IndyCar, and then she went to Cup. So she's driven the heavy cars, the lightweight cars, sports cars, and she just did it like it was no big thing. And mm-hmm. she worked on her own cars. Um, it's kind of rare to have that, right. but it's definitely right. been an inspiration to the next generation for sure. So on that front, who, who Christy, do you see? You know, obviously we've highlighted a couple of them, but who's, who's coming up where you're watching and you're following and you're kind of just saying – man, I hope they break through a little bit more and, and move up to the next level. Well, more towards my age would be, as you mentioned, like Natalie Decker and Haley Deegan, just their successes at a very young age. I mean, Haley's younger than me, a couple of years, but um, she's been extremely successful. And the mindset of those two girls specifically um, is incredible. And it's just a, it's nice to see in this industry um, women with that mindset of just – I can do whatever I want, mm-hmm. and I'm going to be great at it. So the crazy thing about motorsports in general, and this is something that you highlight that we've talked about. Rick and I have had conversations, I think, with Patty about it, and we've as we move forward and we try to, you know, with the Rose Petals creation, with this Girl Scout Day that's the second year that we're going to try that. Um, it's unbelievable that motorsports is kind of the only sport where you don't really have – obviously the W Series is coming up. Um, and before we get touched into that, it, that's kind of an ongoing thing. So I'm not really sure where that's, that's going just yet. Obviously it's a great European series. It's, it's going to open up doors for the women who make it. Natalie's a semifinalist right now. Yeah. Um, but motorsports is truly the only thing where on the field, quote unquote, a woman can compete with a man on the same level. Right. You don't have that in football, really. I mean, you're starting to see that a little bit more. Some high school girls that are coming up, going to college ranks and playing college collegiate football. Even in, like, the referees, just having women referees in the NFL and stuff like that. So it's, yeah. starting, it's starting to change. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of actual on-the-field playment, you don't see a woman playing Major League Baseball. You don't see a woman playing in the NBA. You don't see a woman playing in the NFL. You don't see a woman playing in NHL right. hockey. Mm-hmm. Um, but you are seeing them start to come on a little bit more and more to where – during the All-Star game, they were able to bring a couple of the United States women's 
Olympic team out to compete in the skills competition and wow the crowd as if they needed to wow the crowd. We know they're competitive, but it was just cool to see them on that stage. So motorsports kind of been ahead of the curve with that. Um, But I really am looking forward to see what this W Series really does because I think it's going to open up the doors for young women like Natalie. Um, You know, I think feel like Haley's kind of paving her own way. Um, Has no problem beating and banging, as we've seen with a couple (laughs) of her wins, just to get by people. Um, But she's clawing to move up fast. So I will put something out there and say that probably within the next five years, Haley Deegan will probably start the Daytona 500. That's my guess. I think that's a pretty. I can see that. Yeah. Give or take some years. Hopefully. Um, So with that, I think we're going to try to get Jamie Little on the line. We'll bring her in. We'll talk about her background. Um, She's got a fantastic story to tell. And we'll kind of hear about her influences in motorsports, who's kind of paved her way for a career. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Chrissy, you're going to play a little game. Fast round, family <laughs> feud, fast money. There's no money. Oh. I know. I know right now <laughs> we're, you're, we're, we're, you're getting credits for your internship, but maybe we'll take you out to lunch if you're able to compete it. How about that? Ooh, Does that okay. work? Okay, good. Deal. On the line with us is Jamie Little, a good friend of mine, and I've known her for many years in the industry from Fox Sports. Jamie, how are you today? I'm doing great. How are you guys? We're good. We're good. We, um, we're really excited that you're, you're on with us today. Um, you know, off the call, we, we introduced you to Patty and to Chrissy, so really excited for you to join us today. Um, if people don't know who Jamie Little is, I don't know how you don't know who Jamie Little is. Um, I've known Jamie since her ESPN days when I was uh, working back then on the Xfinity Series program. Um, ESPN had most of the race broadcasts. That's how Jamie and I kind of learned to know each other, and, and she does a fantastic job on Pit Road. Um, a couple of your highlights that I definitely have to bring up and, and try not to make you blush too much, but you were the first female <laughs> reporter broadcast of the Indy 500 in 2004. Um, you obviously were the first female reporter in X Games history, the first female to cover a televised Supercross and Motocross event. You became, in 2015, the first female pit reporter to cover both the Daytona 500 and the Indianapolis 500 for Network's TV flag-to-flag coverage. You've covered 11 Indianapolis 500s, 8 Brickyard 400s, and I'm not even sure how many Daytona 500s you probably cover, but I'm sure it's in that name that range as well. So you have a book out, you own restaurants, you own Jimmy John's, you have two <laughs> unbelievable kids, um, you're married to a great man, Cody. So um, all that aside, you know, tell us a little bit about Jamie Little and how you got your start in motorsports. No, oh, well, that was really nice. Yes, it makes me feel like I've been here forever. <laughs> <laughs> But when you look at it, I mean, I really started my motorsports career when I was 21 years old. I became uh, the live announcer for the Supercross series. So I, um, I was always a tomboy. So I just kind of, since I was a little girl, when I lived in Lake Tahoe, so dirt bikes and quads, all that stuff was, was popular. So I would hang out with the boys that had anything motorized. And then I'd be like, oh, could I ride it? And then I'd take off and never come back. I just loved motorcycles I loved motors and anything like that so it was just a natural thing for me and and as I got older I was raised you know by a single mom only child and I was introduced to supercross when I was 14 years old I believe and um, I just became a huge fan and quickly realized that 
you know, I love writing and all of that, but I like the stories of these athletes. I mean, they were young guys and the things that they were going through to try to make it. And I just thought, gosh, I want to share these stories. And um, so I, I would bring my dirt bike magazines to high school and get weird looks. People didn't get like, what is she all about? What, you know, now they get it. <laughs> and my mom included, <laughs> I, um, I, uh, put all dirt bike mags or dirt bike pictures from my magazines up on my walls in my room when I was 16. And my mom was like, I don't, I don't get it. What, where's this coming from? I'm like, I can't explain it. I just love it. It's my new thing. And uh, when I moved out at 18, I just, um, I hung out with the guys that raised Carrie Hart. He's, married to pink now but he and i were friends since i was 14 we went to high school together and he raced supercross so it kind of started there and um you know i i kind of just got to know a lot of people and let everybody know my intentions that i wanted to be a broadcaster and um this was the sport i wanted to cover so i uh, worked my way into uh, an opportunity that um at the time i think it was pace now it's uh, spelled or you know it, it's been uh, the series has been owned by many people but um, I convinced them to give me a shot and they were like okay well your one shot is you know Anaheim Supercross you mess up you're not coming back I'm like okay here I am 21 and uh, obviously they were happy with me I did that for about four years and while I was doing that started getting television gigs and um, in 2002 I, I finally got the name of, of the producer at ESPN that I needed to contact for all things motors and uh, I basically just begged him to give me a chance, and he knew who I was and said, all right, we'll give you a chance, but, you know, if you let me down, then you're out. So uh, needless to say, he was my boss for 10 years and uh, climbed the ladder through him, you know, through him believing in me. I went to IndyCar racing and then NASCAR starting in 2007, uh, all the way until ESPN, uh, their contract was up in 2014. I mean, it's impressive stat line that you have in this sport and and kind of where you've been able to grow um you know your big break is is obviously pretty incredible and and you studied journalism correct at san diego i i did yep journalism uh from san diego state university so did you know the entire time you wanted to be on tv because we had rutledge on last week right so you can imagine how that conversation went because Rut was like <laughs> yeah. yeah man i was just a dj and i want to be on tv <laughs> to make people smile which is just all rutledge so did you always know that in journalism you wanted to take that route? You know, it, it, I think I figured it out pretty quickly. Um, when I had moved out, I graduated high school. I was 18. I wanted to move to L.A. Um, I didn't want to go to college at the time, and I just wanted to figure it out. I knew what I loved, and that was motocross. And, and um, something told me, like, in that time of living by myself and figuring things out, that I saw a red carpet show, like, for an award ceremony. And I thought, you know what? I can be that person. I want to do that. And I want to do it with the motor, you know, at the time, anything to do with motors, but supercross and motocross and, and tell those stories. And I went up to somebody at a race with an ESPN microphone and said, hey, I want to do this. Um, you know, I, I love this sport. And he turned out to be a freelance shooter in San Diego. And he's like, you can go to the local races with me. And I did that for two and a half years. I would co cover everything for no pay and um, while I was going to school. So, yeah, that's how it all began. Your driving ambition is obviously something that, you know, I think women in, in journalism and motorsports that want to get in should definitely take a, a look at and learn more about the Jamie Little story because it is impressive. Um, you know, shifting gears here, speaking of influences in motorsports, 
um, you know, especially on the journalism side, who, who are a couple of your colleagues that have you just seen have paved the way? Um, I know there's a lot of big names out there that we've respectively worked alongside, you know, together over the years, but who in your, in your mind are just some of these unbelievable inspirational women who cover the sport week to week? Gosh, um, coming up, there were so few women. So I always looked to my, you know, the, the men doing it that I, I, you know, admired and thought did such a tremendous job. And as I've gotten deeper into it and covered NASCAR for so long, you know, people like Claire B. Lang, who've been there forever. I think she's the hardest working woman in motorsports. Um, somebody I really look up to. Shannon Spake and I came in about the same time. Um, and we both kind of climbed that ladder together. We were at ESPN together for so long. And then now we're both at Fox together and we're on the same broadcast again together. Um, but she has a great story as well. Um, and, and there are other women out there, but it's, it's like these women engineers and mechanics that, you know, they're the unsung heroes um, for women out there that you don't hear about all the time. But those, those women that I walk by, um, Andrea Mueller comes to mind, you know, she's on the 12 cup car. She's the lead race engineer. I think people like that are just so inspiring. Um, cause you just don't see enough of us. There aren't enough women in the garage. I think it's getting better. And I think that um, with us being able to speak to women and speak out, I think that you realize that, wow, women can work in this industry, and, and why not? There's some great jobs. And, you know, real quick, I, um, I was asked by um, Lisa Franz Kennedy at Daytona. She was having a women um, who work for ISM um, to um, ISC, I should say, that work together. And there's a ton of women that actually work for NASCAR and she had a luncheon and asked me to come in and speak this room. I don't know, like 350, 400 women. It was incredible to realize how many of us there are. So it's getting better. It's definitely growing. But every time I speak to women, they go, gosh, I didn't realize that that, that was an opportunity that I could do. So um, yeah, it's getting better, but definitely could be, we could see more of us. Absolutely. And I'm just looking across the table here. I have a, a, a young a young woman with a lot of fire who just started in Chrissy and then and then Patty, who's been here since 1994. Um, and actually, she, she paired a really cool story with me just before with us about uh, she was here for Janet Guthrie's first USAC Indy race right. when oh, wow. she was 16, right. which is impressive. Um, you know, you talk about women who have pioneered the way, and, and Janet's definitely at one of the top of the lists. Um, you know, does anyone here have any questions for Jamie, obviously, from, from what she's done? I mean, I've seen Chrissy writing some some notes frantically, and I'm not sure if she's just writing <laughs> they're notes. Not, they're to... not questions. They're just uh, side notes. Yeah. Side notes? <laughs> well, we'll definitely have to get introduced to Jamie when she comes up here. Hopefully hopefully you're up here for the Xfinity and the Cup race in June when we see you oh, up here for the Fox Oh, definitely will be. Good. Um, I, love, I love going to Pocono, and, and I'll tell you one of – the most fun times I've had is when IndyCar came back. I don't know how many years ago that was now, five, six years ago, and I got to cover that race up there. And it's so fun to see those cars up there, too. It's just, it, it was tremendous. You know, on the driver's side, obviously the people who are forefront in your mind, um, you know, we had a discussion of, of who's next, who's who's the next big rising star. And I think that the Haley Deegan's definitely part of that conversation, um, and as well as Natalie Decker and a few others that are in the garage. Who do you see that's the next woman who could possibly break through and, and get a cup ride? 
Yeah. Um, and going back to your question, too, uh, just about uh, females that I look up to, I, I don't want to leave out women like Janet Guthrie and Danica Patrick that I just admire so much that I feel like are so much like me, but they took it just another step farther and, and proved that they can compete with the men, not just speak to the men or work among them. So I definitely have to applaud them for everything that they did and and paving the way and and inspiring women like me. Um, But as far as the next woman, I mean, you already said it, you nailed it. Haley Deegan by far. I mean, she just, she's the real deal on so many different levels. And, you know, I covered her dad in um, X Games for years and years. And I remember being at an event when Haley was just born. I think she was four months old. So now to see it come full circle and she is, she is, big time she's the real deal I don't want us to all put too much pressure on her but she handles it like a champ and she was born and raised in this stuff around motors dirt bikes off-road trucks you name it um she's the real deal I mean her personality you know you have to have the the total package in this sport it's not just being fast you've got to have the personality you've got to have that that look that edge you've got to have everything and she has it I think Natalie Decker she's very talented as well obviously Toyota believes in her um you know she's struggling a bit this year because she's in such a new world going into trucks and and ARCA um but there's a few other women and I I tell you if the one company that has impressed me the most is Toyota and what they're doing to develop not just all drivers but specifically women they go out and actively scout the next woman or the next superstar male or female and um, and they put them through this development program, and that's really what we're seeing. And and it's it's impressive. And I think that they should uh, be applauded for what they're doing for the the future of the sport. Absolutely, I think it's actually turning enough heads to where you're going to see partners of ours like Chevrolet, and of course Ford, and you know, and and other manufacturers on the IndyCar side like Honda maybe step up and do a similar program. Is because it's I think it's actually proving um, some pretty successful, you know items for them to to move forward with and also just have unbelievable women who know how to race pretty much in the sport right i think mazda really i I think they were one of the first to do that road was it uh road to indy the the mazda road to indy i think that they started kind of that concept and i would love to see chevrolet and ford and and honda really get behind you know let's actively scout the next woman or the next male it doesn't matter as long as they're out there seeking the best talent to step up and compete and there are women and i get asked that all of the time where are the where are the women coming from and who's next who's the next danica um people need that they want to see it i mean danica really i think opened people's eyes what's possible and and we want to see what's next and and it really takes a team that's behind them, um, you know, that supports them, believes in them, and willing to give them a chance, like Bobby Rahal did with Danica Patrick all those years ago. Couldn't agree more. Um, you know, talk about people giving people chances. It's it's unbelievable here. And, um, you know, I look across from Patty getting the chance to work here and, and become a vice president. So, obviously, you know, you look exactly. at people who have, who have paved the way. You know, Doc and Doc Rose have obviously done that and opened the doors for many women here um, at, at Pocono Raceway on a smaller level. But, um, you know, just this past week, uh, Chrissy did a fantastic job. She put out uh, for International Women's Day a great post where it showcased all the women that work here. And I think we probably missed maybe three or four who just happened to be out. Um, but I think probably half of our full-time staff are women here. Right. And I don't think a lot of people realize that. So you talked about the ISC model with, uh, you know, Lisa Kennedy France and what she did. And, um, we're probably going to continue to highlight the unbelievable women who work here because, um, you know, they, one, they, they keep me in line. 
And Jamie, you know that's pretty hard to do. Um, but they're also yes. unbelievable, and their insight in the motorsports world. I mean, we probably have women in this in at Pocono Raceway with probably over sixty to seventy years of experience. So, um, pretty incredible that, stuff. That is awesome. Good for you guys to do that. And I've always been a believer too. Is you got to have the best person for the job, not just you know to have a woman or or to have somebody you know, of a different background, upbringing or whatever, you need to have the best person there. But now we're seeing the women who have that opportunity that are given the chance to prove what they can do. And I think that that's really been the, the turning of the tide. And, and somebody else to mention too is Jill Gregory. She's the executive vice president and CMO of NASCAR now. She's, she's incredible. And I think it's really going to make a difference. Um, and things will look a little bit different with the power of women backing it. Absolutely. Good, Patty. Jamie, when you were mentioning uh, earlier about women in this sport and how we're getting better, but there still aren't enough of us. When I first started in 94, the only woman in the media center covering the sport was Deb Williams, Mm -hmm. who's an award-winning journalist, and she was writing for Winston Cup scene. And beside her, the only other women in there were staffers, you know, that were staffing the desk at the media center. So um, for me... Right now in the sport, the the number of women and the positions they're in and the engineering, you know, the STEM-related, uh, and, and it's exciting for young girls now to know that, you know, STEM is a good thing, you know, to, to get into this. And engineering and science, it's incredible for me from when I started uh, to where we are now in the sport is just phenomenal. And as you said, I'm sure that luncheon with 300 women in the room was just incredible. Sounds really good. Yes. Yes, I, I agree. I mean, you talk to these women who were journalists, you know, for the Indy 500, and they talk about it, it wasn't that long ago that, I mean, there there weren't even restrooms or women weren't allowed out on pit road. They were in the garage. We, exactly. <laughs> I mean, we've come so far in a short period of time, and um, it's, it's really good to see. And, you know, you mentioned engineering. Alba Cologne from GM, I think she has paved a way for women in the STEM program. She's a huge believer in it. She speaks to the girls all the time. She had a lot to do with the success of Chevrolet and NASCAR over the years. And, and it all started back in the era of, of Dale Earnhardt. And she tells the story that, that Dale looked at her just like, what like what are you doing telling me what I need to do with engineering in this race car? And, and she won him over immediately. And they had this great friendship. And she's still in the garage today just um, she was with Hendrick. I think she's with GM now, not just Hendrick, but um, she's incredible what she's been able to do and uh, proving that, you know, smart women are needed and make a big difference. Yeah, her story is another inspirational one as well. And we love Alba. We Alba. I've known we Alba for Alba. so many. I mean, I feel like be, besides you in the, in the industry, I feel like she was one of the first people who came up to me and said, hey, my name is Alba. Nice to meet you. And we was working at RCR, yeah. so we were a Chevy team. She's like, if you ever need anything, just let me know. And I was like, oh, okay, not realizing who it was and kind of one of those, oh, crap, did I just meet somebody who's really like a big leader in this <laughs> motorsports world? And I completely just missed it, and I did. But uh, since then, we've yeah. become good friends. All right. Yeah, she's a big deal. <laughs> she is a huge deal, huge deal. Um, so we are going to um, play a fun game. Um, fast money round for, uh, you know, there's not really money in here. Um, but I promise Chrissy, if you guys combine in order to get 200 points, we'll go ahead and, uh, buy her lunch. So it's a good incentive for her to have. Okay. Okay. That's good. Do you want to go first or second? 
I'll go second. Okay. Oh, goodness. <laughs> just, just so I can hear the, how we're going to do this. Yes. I'm no very pleasure. competitive, but I hate being put on the spot. <laughs> well, now I am. Okay, here we go. Here we go. So, um, pretty simple. Um, we normally do, it's supposed to be 25 seconds, but we extend it to 35 seconds for everybody because we make up our own rules as we go along here. Okay. Good. Um, okay. Because that's just the way we operate. So, I have 35 seconds on the clock, and I'm going to give you, and you just, Chrissy, just... Throw out answers. The first thing comes to your mind. I hope I know these answers. Yes. Hopefully you do. And if there's any answer when Jamie goes that is um, you've already said, we will make sure we hit the button. So um, just so everyone hears it again. Okay. But if, if And then if you get them right at the end, we'll, you know, we'll do that. So we have okay. our sound effects ready to go. All right. So here we go. 35 seconds on the clock. Chrissy, you ready? I'm ready. All right. Here we go. And it starts after I finish the first question. Okay. Name a type of business people call whenever they expect to be put on hold. I can't just blurt out answers, right? No, not yet. No, you can't steal it. Okay. <laughs> we can pass type it on the next business? one. Yep. You only have 30 seconds to answer five questions. Oh, my gosh. Okay, pass. Like, I didn't know that was one. <laughs> Name yeah, a product that might be disposable. <laughs> might be disposable? Mm-hmm. Really, anything. Anything. Um, <laughs> it's oh not God. going well know. for free like lunch. Pressure. <laughs> um, not paper. Paper. Good one. Yeah. Okay. Name something that children have difficulty learning to use. The bathroom. Okay. Name a subject people know lots of trivia about. History. Okay. And we'll do the last one. We don't care about time. Okay. <laughs> Name something you've seen in a mansion. A chandelier. Name a type of business people call when they expect to be put on hold. We'll go back to that one. I don't. I don't answer my phone to this stuff, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's say insurance company. Okay. All right. Jamie, are you ready? I am. Okay, here we go. Name a type of business people call when they expect to be put on hold. Airline. Name a product that might be disposable. Rubber glove. Name something that children have difficulty learning to use. Books. Name a subject people know lots of trivia about. Racing. Name something you see in a mansion. Artwork. Alrighty. So, here we'll go through here with the answers. Calculate. Dun, someone dun, could dun. pull if someone could pull out a calculator either on their phone in order to calculate these answers. That would be super helpful. All right. So here we go. Okay. So on the first question, we had name and type of business people call when they expect to be put on hold. We had insurance company. That was twelve points. Nice job. Oh. Yeah. Um, Jamie, you had said, what did she say for her answer? I didn't write it Airline. Airline. Um, I don't have airline here. It actually doesn't have anything airline, so Eh. no points. Um, name a product that might be disposable. We have razors for 10 points, and we have plastics for three. Okay, so I had. (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm sorry, paper products. 33 points. Paper, 33? Oh. Better off with the paper. Yeah, paper products. 
nice. Name something that children have uh, difficulty learning to use. We have the number one answer. Toilet. Oh, that was neat. How many points is that one? That's 36 points. Wow. Awesome. However, for book, Jamie, we had zero. What did Jamie Aww. get for the other one? The uh, plastic, she had three points. Oh, okay. Yep. It was rubber gloves, but we're counting it as plastic because there's nothing here that says rubber, so I'm going to say plastic slash rubber. Sure. <laughs> Name something people know a lot about, uh, know a lot of trivia about. Um, Jamie said racing, which we're going to categorize in the sports, and that's the number one answer for 30 points. Ooh. Awesome. And we also have history for 14. And then we have the top two answers for name something you've seen in a mansion. So that would be 25 points and paintings for 10, which is artwork. So congratulations. You definitely completed 200 by all means. Wow. 100%. They're all together 200 points. There has to be based on what I'm looking at. So congratulations on winning. Family. Thank you. Yes. (laughs) Jamie, thank you so much for joining us. We had a lot of fun with you today. We will see you here in June. And, um, Fans, if you need to follow Jamie Little, Little, which I think you should do, especially all the cool stuff that you do from the animal, um, you know, animal rescue stuff. Um, fin- you know, follow Jamie on Twitter at at Jamie Little TV. And Jamie, with closing, if you want to talk a little about everything you do for the animals, uh, we could do that, and then we'll say our goodbyes. Sure. Yes, I do something called Shelter Surprise, and I try to do it um, as many different cities we go to for NASCAR as possible. But um, last year, I had Pedigree on board with me, and they allowed me to to give a check for $3,000 to the shelter of of my choice. We actually did one um, in the Pocono area. And um, and I also complete their wish list. So I, I go shopping and bring them all the products. So this year, I'm waiting to to get a sponsor to help me do that, but I've already done two on my own, and I just love it. I'm a huge dog lover and freak. So um, during the weekend at some point, which I'll I'll do when I'm back in Pocono, I'll just go to the shelter, walk the dogs, love on the dogs, give them, um, you know, things that they need for the shelter to keep it going and um, or make a monetary donation. And if anybody wants to come on board, you can um, you could tweet me, direct message me, whatever. But, um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. You could follow on Twitter and see all the different pictures using the hashtag uh, shelter surprise. Well, Jamie, um, I think based on that one thing that we'll definitely can talk more offline with, we do have the Pocono Raceway Bark Park, which is our dog park inside the infield. So if we yes, want I love that. to host a uh, shelter day, maybe here on Friday or Saturday of race weekend, we could actually do your donation and everything here at the track if that's something you might want to do. I would love to do that. And I wanted to talk to you guys about it already this year. I had it on my list because of what you're doing for dogs and all the fans that love dogs. So we will definitely talk more offline. Jamie Little, thank you so much for joining us. We truly appreciate it. Thank you, guys. We'll see you soon. Bye. Well, that was a fantastic interview. Um, I'm so happy she agreed to be on the podcast because I knew she was going to be a great interview and great on this subject that we were talking about here today. And as soon as we got off the phone, immediately Patty goes, I want to ask her more about pink. Oh, that's absolutely. I didn't want to get off track, but pink? Come on, I want to know about pink. And nothing bunt cakes. I, I need to know about this, about this story. She owns yeah, her, she her bakery owns. shop in Indianapolis. So she just moved back to Indy, I think, last year or the year before. Um, she lived out in Vegas for a really long time. So, um, yeah, we'll, have to, we'll ask her to maybe bring some bunt cakes with her. And pink to and the pink. dog. And pink. the bark park. <laughs> <laughs> there were so many things that in 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 that um conversation we had with her that stick out and obviously um you know she talked about alba she talked about a bunch of people that we've obviously had a pulse on and um it's funny that she brought up 
two of those names that we've been actually looking at to see yeah. if they can join the Absolutely. Girl Scout Day. Right, right. Um, so now is our good opportunity to kind of talk about the Girl Scout Day. So um, really excited about it. But Patty's been kind of spearheading it with Sandy, um, uh, you know, on our staff. Um, a thousand Girl Scouts they're looking at? We're looking at up to about a thousand girls from the Girl Scouts of the heart of Pennsylvania, uh, which is a large council and reaches probably over 70,000 people between girls, parents, volunteers, leaders. So these people are amazing and these girls are great. It's uh, going to be one of their, we are one of their STEAM events this year. We are actually the premier STEAM event on their um, STEAM circuit this year. And it's going to be a very cool day on May 4th. Um, There'll be a lot of different uh, STEAM sessions going on from sustainability to um, aerodynamics to, you know, uh, motorsports, of course. Um, so it, safety, fire, uh, fire and uh, safety going on with the physics of that. And, you know, the everything is going to be related to, of course, math, science, engineering. I think I did them all backwards. I spelled, <laughs> I spelled a different word, but it's okay. And then, you you um, spelled meats. <laughs> and then, well, the A in meat. <laughs> It's for art, and Kevin and Ricky will be heading that up along with partnership sales with the girls and um, tying that back into their cookie sales, you know, which is amazing. These girls are entrepreneurs, and they're, you know, five years old, six to ten. I love Girl Scout cookies. Yeah, the largest number, uh, ages five to ten, really, I think, will be the largest group of girls here. So it's going to be an awesome day. What's your favorite Girl Scout cookie cookie flavor? Um, They have a new gluten Oh, and I'm gluten free. It's um, it's it's got caramel in it, and it's amazing. But I don't know, remember what it's called. It's just really good. What are yours? Thin mints. Thin mints. Yeah, thin mints are probably I think that's mine too. They're number one, isn't it? Yeah, that one. And then what's the um Samoans. the peanut butter one? The tagalongs. Yeah, I don't know. I think they're tagalongs. Oh. All right. As much as as much as like we're all about women empowerment, can we make sure we have some Girl Scout cookies here for me? Yes, they're coming on Friday, and they'll bring cookies. They're gonna bring cookies. Okay, I have my own stash. I don't. There's a couple of people on staff, JJ and Kevin. I don't want to. I don't trust with my cookies. I wouldn't either. <laughs> um, well, we wanted to say uh, thank you, obviously, Patty, for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Chrissy, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Um, if there's ever an opportunity, of course, we'll be back on the Pocono Raceway podcast. Um, you know, want to thank uh, Jamie for stopping by, and I think there's going to be probably. We got some work to do, and I may hand this right over to Chrissy, our esteemed intern extraordinaire, to handle this plan. But I think it would be really cool to do something in our bark park um, with the yeah. program and initiative that she does. Absolutely. So we'll see that. Fans, if you have any feedback, feel free to info, fan info at PoconoRaceway.com. As we always say, please go ahead and like and subscribe our podcast. That's something, as Kevin Teal brought up last week, I hear it a lot on the podcast, so we might as well tell people to do it. Uh, <laughs> for more information about our podcast, visit PoconRaceway.com slash podcast. Um, and, of course, if you want to download this wonderful song, Buckle Up and Drive by Porter and Sales, do it at PoconRaceway.com slash podcast. See you guys next week.